Welcome back, hitters. It is uh, Tuesday. What is it? August 13th. That's when this episode went live. This is just the continuation of our Rocky discussion. Um, as you can tell, last episode got pretty lit. Got pretty lit. I mean, not really. It was just a fun discussion um, between myself, my gaucho, my pops, and my uh, and then my my you know uh, lonesome cowboy cousin on his on his road to to figure out what his life is. And then we picked up a damsel in distress, Megan, along the way, who made some outlandish comments about Marvel movies, and uh, and it just kind of it was just kind of weird you know and she was so embarrassed that she had to leave um we're picking up right where we left off where my dog started barking and apologized you know that sometimes sometimes she just keeps barking during my episodes so the first like minute or so she's barking a lot and uh she kind of she quiets down she she does quiet down um but uh megan comes back for a little bit to give her two cents about the difference between first and second hand experience and then she just leaves again and then we just kind of finished the movie uh i think uh, right where we're at right where we're at we're picking up right after the fight was announced and rocky just just right before the the crux of the whole movie where rocky starts training and starts getting really serious so uh i appreciate it again kind of like i mentioned in the last episode if if anybody has the kindness uh the kindness to leave um you know Leave me some some motherfucking stars down there. Leave me a five star review. Uh, you know, leave a review on whether this podcast is super good or just sucks ass. You know, I would love to know how to make it better or what to continue to keep on doing to continue it being better. That was a confusing sentence. Uh, also, you can reach out to me on my uh, on my Instagram, my personal Instagram. That's w l underscore c z a r. And uh, you can reach out to me <clears throat> on my uh, on the Thousand Ways podcast email. So it's One Thousand Ways, <sighs> One Thousand Ways podcast at gmail dot com. One zero 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 ways podcast at gmail dot com. Also, um, I didn't talk about it last time, but I do have I do have a website. There is a website for this podcast. And it is it is the Thousand Ways Pod so www dot thousand ways podcast dot com one zero 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 ways podcast dot com same thing as the uh, as the email. <clears throat> There's another one that's kind of set up. It's uh it's the that one will just be a regular you know it'll, it'll just say Thousand Ways Podcast. Another one will say Thousand Ways Podcast at Fireside, and uh, that's not the one you want to go to. That's that's uh that's where that's like the hosting service that I use. That's like their website that they make. And, um, you know, I like mine a little bit better. There's a little bit more of a personal spin to it. Uh, regardless, regardless, uh, thank you guys for being here and, uh, thank you guys for listening. And, uh, I hope you enjoy this, this episode and I'll be back hopefully later. Yeah. Later on in the week with, uh, with another one talking about some more stuff. Uh, I'm going to play my intro music and we'll just we'll just get right to it. Everybody get ready. Hold your breath. Count to 3. Come with me and we'll be in a world of 
pure imagination. La 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 la. All right, everybody, let's get this going. Fuck. Um, one small little bit in between, one small little bit in between, um, uh, just in between all that, like right, but right after they announced the fight and then right before the most important part was, um, Tony Gaza, he's that, he's that, uh, the gangster that, that Rocky worked for, uh, he kind of asked her, he doesn't Rocky doesn't ask for anything. He's not asking for help from from anyone. Um he's uh, just he would go to him to ask for work. Well, yeah, he would go to him for ask for work, but he uh he just gave him money. Like he gave him money. He gave him 500 bucks to train. And it's like thinking about it. Like he Rocky didn't ask for anything. Rocky didn't ask for anything. He didn't ask for any help from anybody and and the support came from someone who cuz the whole movie Tony has been helping Rocky. Like he gave him fifty bucks to take Adrian out on a date. Right. He's giving him work, you know, and then he gives him five hundred bucks to train, even though he didn't need it, you know, because he was getting that big. We did the math. He was getting one hundred fifty thousand dollars back in nineteen seventy six, which is pretty much eight hundred grand. Yeah, it's like eight hundred thousand dollars in like twenty nineteen time. Yeah. So it's like he didn't need that money. That's what, what? How much did? How much did Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor make? I don't they know. I like think they said it was. They, huh? they said it was like, like nine. They said it was like nine digits. They made a bunch of money on that fight. Yeah. But eight hundred thousand for one fight—it's pretty good. And for Rocky, you know, the guy's living in squalor. But you know, he's he's getting help from Tony. He's getting help from that that gangster. And it's it's kind of funny where support comes from. Support comes from, you know, sometimes really strange and like really unfamiliar, really strange. Really uncommon places. Like the last people you think that would help you would would be the ones that end up helping you. So yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help, or don't be afraid to don't you you don't have to do it all by yourself. Is essentially what it is. Yeah, don't yeah. have to do it all by yourself. Um, but now I mean I get now is is pretty much the where we get to now is like the quintessential part of of Rocky. It's you know, throughout the first half of the movie, Rocky's had some bad blood with Mick and he gets, you know, he gets kicked out of the gym. He gets the shit, you know, taken out of his locker, hung up on, put on skid row, you know, um, he fight, he has that fight conversation with Mickey. And now, now, you know, Rocky's getting that, he's getting that opportunity to, to fight the champ. And, and this is when, Mickey just kind of walks over to Rocky's house and they kind of have that conversation. And, uh, I mean, right off the bat, when, when Mick enters the door, he's super, Rocky's super unreceptive. He's super standoffish. You know, he's not looking Mickey in the eye. He's walking away from Mickey when he's talking. He's just being a real dick bag. Cause it's like, 
He's reading his final notice bill. Yeah, he's reading as, his he's reading his bills. It's like it's kind of like reading the fucking milk carton when you're drinking like, it. You know, I want to be a manager. You know, like when your phone's dead in the bathroom and you have to read the, <laughs> and the shampoo bottles and stuff. You're like, <laughs> so he's doing that stuff while Mickey's yeah. talking, and it's really it's it's just irritating because it's like he's trying to help him out. Yeah, and Mickey says something really funny. Where he's like, you gotta be very. How do you, how do you, how does he go? He's like, you gotta be very careful about the way you tackle this shot. Yeah. Um, unlike the Bible says, you ain't gonna get a second chance. <laughs> um, oh, Mick, okay, Mick. <laughs> yeah, and and it's funny because they're, you know, Mickey's just walking around trying to get Rocky to listen to him. And that's when Mickey kind of strikes a chord when when Rock when Mickey compares Rocky Balboa, the Italian stallion. To Rocky Marciano, who, if you don't know, he's the only uh, besides besides Tyson Fury, the only other heavyweight champion to retire uh, undefeated. undefeated. Um, but Mickey compares Rocky to Rocky, and he says that he's got heart like him, and uh, he moves like him, and and uh, Rocky kind of takes that personally and goes, "Yeah, I got." I got hard, but I ain't got no, I ain't got no locker, huh, Mick? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he just kind of, he's just, you see that he's taking everything that Mickey's done just personally, and he just kind of, he just doesn't really acknowledge what he wants, and and all Mickey wants to do is give Rocky the the knowledge and the pain, and the experience that they both have. You know, gra- wisdom. Granted, yeah, he's got wisdom. he's got fifty years of yeah, it. Yeah, granted, Rocky yeah, has fifty years. You know, fifty years. Oh, no, not Rocky. Mick, Mick. Mick, no, Mick, has, Mick 50 has fifty years, years on on Rocky. Well, Rocky's been fighting for fifteen, and then Mickey's been fighting for fifty. You know, or he's been Money. fighting and coaching for fifty. Yeah. You know, so he just wants to give him that, and and uh, that's when. That's when Rocky starts being a real asshole and starts throwing darts at his own wall. Then he goes into the bathroom. He goes into the bathroom. Mickey just kind of goes, "This is this is kind of worthless." Takes his, like tries to leave, opens the door, closes it because he forgets his hat. Rocky comes out of the bathroom because he knows that he he thought that Mickey left. Opens the door, sees Mickey, goes back inside, <laughs> and then Rocky and then Mickey just leaves. And then when Mickey comes out of the door, or when Rocky comes out of the door, um. And Mickey leaves. That's when he just kind of lets it out. That's when he kind of lets it out and explodes. He's like, "His old place stinks." He's like, "You want to come move in with me? Come move in with me." <laughs> and he starts talking about how you know it's ten years too late. You know how Mickey had a prime. Mickey had a prime. Rocky didn't even have a prime. Yeah. You know, what about just, my prime? Yeah. He's like, "What about my prime, Mick? What about mine?" And and uh, and Mickey just kind of leaves and he just kind of walks out and. And then, and then you there's pans out to a shot of the empty street, and Mickey's just walking away. And Rocky walks out of the door, runs down to Mickey, and then you don't hear anything that they say, but they kind of reconcile, and then they shake each other's hands. And, and from that point, that's when Mickey was his manager. Yeah, you know what? And that was a good scene. Like at the end, when he's when Mick's walking away, when he's slowly into the night, it's like the whole setup, right? And and. You know what I thought was cool about that too is the fact that they didn't do a close up on what was happening. Your own mind, it's your own imp- interpretation. Yeah, of your own what, mind what basically said. said. You know, yeah. Rocky came out, apologized to him, and said, "You know what? I'll, I'll take you on your offer." And and then the rest was history. You know, it's yeah. like wow. So yeah, but again, 
look, you guys being younger, I'll tell you right now, um, there's always going to be somebody out there with a little bit more wisdom, a little bit more experience in certain things. And uh, of course, most of the time, you don't want to listen to anybody else because you want to go through your own experience. And sure. I wish I wish Megan was still here. I wish Megan was still here and she didn't walk out because we had, remember when we had that really long conversation about first-hand experience versus... Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's I wish right. she was here. Maybe um, she got offended because of the makeup thing. Maybe she did. <laughs> maybe she did. Let's see if we can reel her back in. I was just playing Megan. Jesus. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, I mean, as, as far as... Uh, as far as... As far as experience, you know, when I think about it in a, when I think about it in a, in a, in a funny kind of life senses, you know, I'm only 22 years old, you know, Santiago, my cowboy partner over here, (laughs) my cowboy partner over here, he's 20, 20, um, he's 20 and you over there, what are you 50? I'm um, 20 years older than you, 50? so people do the math. You're 50? <laughs> if you're 22 and I'm 20 years older, that's how old I am. You know, I I, I have as much as experience. I have as much experience as I have because of the people around me. You know, I've, in part, it's from my own firsthand experience, and the other part is is because of the the experience of those around me. I'm kind of like the culmination of. A lot of the people around me you know how they say it takes a village to raise somebody or you know if that village is full of a bunch of pieces of shit yeah but and even then if you're if you're you know, if you don't grow up around people that are pieces of shit you, you know, still... yeah but megan welcome back um you can leave bailey out there she's fine she has her pets and she has no, I, I talk- I talk her through it. It's all good. It's she's, a, she's can you fine. hear me? Yeah, she's okay. fine. She can hang out down there. Your audio bar has just been a straight line for like the last 40 minutes. <clears throat> I'm sure people were like, what happened to the girl? And yeah, what show? happened to the annoying racist <laughs> one? <laughs> I know. So we're talking. There's a part in the movie. Dude, you got to cut that out. <laughs> not, not, I think that, was, that was pretty bad. There's pretty no, bad. that's fine. Because no, okay. Every, no, Megan is right. Megan. It means well. She she didn't think it was okay. Racist. Wait a minute. Let's just say she's a Trump supporter. That's it, right? Oh my gosh. We're not going that way. Okay. <laughs> Megan means do well. Do not do that. Megan, Megan no, means well. She, she, no, I don't. Megan means well, and she didn't mean to offend no, anybody. No, cut it out. Megan. Anyways, go. Keep you know going. You're going to out. offend every person right here. that was you're, offended. You're going to cut out the. Cut out right <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just leaving it uncut. No, uncut. Dude, that's so horrible. There's don't a part that. where. Terrible. There's a part where we're talking about Mickey, and Mickey's Rocky's trainer. He's been doing it for 50 years. So, kind of like. Coach B. Yeah. In weightlifting terms, you know, like as far as I've been weightlifting, I've only been weightlifting for like two and a half years. Yeah. What two and a half year old knows how to fucking do anything? Yeah, we don't know anything. Like, you can't even do, you can't even, a, a two year old. I don't even know how to snatch. I, did, I didn't even learn how to go to the bathroom until I was like six. Okay. So, you know. That was a problem. <laughs> Technically, you were still peeing in the bed. Should've, like, should have been like four. That's, that's true, right? You know, <laughs> you, know, you know, most serial killers pee the bed well into their like teenage years. Okay, no. stop it. Okay, so. Well, I think Bailey kind of helped you not to be a serial killer. So that's Maybe. Cool. So, what, I'm, what we're talking about is. The conversation we've had prior, where it comes, where firsthand experience and oh. learning from, learning because fr- Mickey wanted to offer his experience in fighting and coaching and help Rocky, and Rocky wasn't receptive to it, receptive to it at first. Right. But there's a difference between, and my dad was saying it, how firsthand experience 
is beneficial, you know, but whatever stupid point you were trying to make when we had that conversation oh, about about learning yeah, about yeah. learning from other people's mistakes. Yeah. You know, yes, truthfully it is beneficial, but it is dumb. Um, <laughs> first hand experience is a lot more Jeez. important. You need that. I'm holding back so much right now. So go so no, 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 no. talk ask me the question. No, what is so in oh, your like my perspective on in it? your opinion, yes. Yeah, so what is the what, the difference between first hand experience and secondhand experience and it, which one benefits I mean, more and yeah whatever it is i mean correspond. obviously because you do a lot of coaching right and and you're only a i mean you're a good coach from the coaches that you've had before but right. also because of what you've done right so right, right. yeah what's your look on so those on, two on those two okay so you know first-hand perspective second-hand perspective okay so the way that i look at it is 100% I do agree with you that first-hand experience is always going to be beneficial because everyone's first-hand experience is going to vary based off perception simply like we could have the same first-hand experience and completely have different views on it and that's totally totally possible now I also think oh wait there you go oh I'm still good okay I can't hear myself anymore that's fine okay um, I also think that secondhand experience is just as important. Like, for example, that's why when people say surround yourself with other with like-minded people, like-minded individuals who are successful, if you want to be successful, it's for that reason because you want to learn from their mistakes. And it doesn't mean that you want to avoid making your own mistakes, not by any means. But I think that you would be extremely foolish to not listen to what someone has to offer learn from them and you know what it could even be something completely opposite you could be like okay you did that and that's how it worked out for you I don't really like how it worked out for you even if you feel like this is successful so I'm gonna do the opposite of what you did and see how it goes yeah or maybe I'm gonna try the same thing and hope for a different outcome and just make a few tweaks to what you did and maybe it will work and maybe it won't and that's just kind of you know trial and error but I think that Yes, first-hand experience is always more beneficial, but I think that second-hand experience is just as important. Yeah. Well, you know, and it works It works both ways when, yeah. when it comes to working with like-minded people. Yeah. You know, because you can be in a group of success-minded, success-driven, open-minded group of people, or you can be in, like, in the situation that I was with, you know, because there's no such thing as bad teams. It's just bad leaders. Right. And oh, wait a minute. No, no. Well, yeah, well, I know what uh, you're saying, okay. but San Diego Padres, bad oh team. I no, don't know. that. Well, that's one of those things where people can interpret that in like four different ways. Oh, the way that I'm saying it is, is the 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 culture the culture that I created the culture that I created at at the job that I allowed to to kind of transpire. Um with my job it was it was i try to be everybody's friend mm -hmm. i try to be everybody's friend and it was really difficult for me to want to to lay down the law and, and really execute on what it was because it like my the store while i was in charge had the highest customer service rating because everyone was doing a really good job with customers right. and and uh, you know we had customers come back and leave review after review on how great everyone was mm -hmm. so i was very focused on on helping out customers and making sure customers were really comfortable now that's a very good thing to have 
But on the other hand, when you have a, a business that's mainly sales and, and you know and that kind of stuff, if you're more worried about customers being comfortable and you're not really driving the sales part of it, then you're going to have a little bit of an issue because because of the culture that you kind of create. So when everyone around you is thinking the same, oh, we want these customers to be happy and want to come back, you know, that's going to happen. But like with with a new manager that's in place that they that they're putting in there, you know, he's he's a little he's less of a customer service kind of person and more of like a salesperson. Right. So you're going to see that shift and oh, totally. like-minded people are going to be like-minded or the people who don't want to well, change are going to be weeded out. It's true. Well, another thing that I think is cool to look at, kind of flipping it a little bit, you were good at that. And what, having other people watch you do that, having other people watch you do that, do you, that's why they were good at that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like it's, it's leading. I know you hear it all the time, hashtag legacy athlete, but... <laughs> You, I have never yeah, no, heard you're, that, you're not in the loop. Caesar got it. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it later, but in a good way. But one thing that they say that we really love Lost. is lead from the front. And it really is kind of how it is. So if you think about a boss, like, have you ever heard that one phrase? I'm going to butcher it. But it was like, um, there's no such thing as a bad job, just a bad employee. Em- uh, employer. That's or a bad boss. That's literally what I just said. Oh, did you There's just no say such that? thing as a bad team, just a bad oh leader. My gosh, you totally did. Okay, but yeah, so exactly. Well done. Okay. It's the exact same thing, just different same. words. Okay. It's like, can I copy your paper? Yeah, <laughs> yeah just make you change something. Make you change a little bit. Um. Yeah. So. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. So, essentially, what I take from that is. At the end of the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day. Hashtag Bailey. Oh God. Yeah, at the end of the day, what I take from that is if you have a boss that is being, that is showing, they're not just telling people what to do, they're doing what they want people to do, you're going to watch those people do it. It's just part of how it all works. Um, but if you notice when bosses just tell people what to do and don't show them what to do, Nothing gets done. Nothing gets done. Yeah. Because a good, and what's sad is a majority of the time it's because people don't know how to do what they're asking. Yeah. But we live in a world where everything is just expected to be known. So people are afraid to ask questions or really educate themselves or they don't care to educate themselves because to them they're like, okay, you're just ordering me around. Like, we're not doing this together. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Um, and you'll totally see that shift in work environments in particular or teams. Yeah. But, yeah, I totally forgot the question. Because we're on that topic, though, San Diego. What's your critique? Your, I mean, I mean. Constructive criticism about Angel's uh, management skills. No, because we're talking about this, right? Let's see. I'm not. I'm not. I want to hear. I'm not his manager anymore. Yes, you are. You're still a manager for another what? uh, Till the end of the month. So let's go. I'm not his manager anymore. Yeah, yeah. So Diego. I mean, he's not. He's not even going to stay. He's going to leave in like three weeks. It doesn't matter. The question is constructive criticism. Dang. Let's go. I mean, as far as spit it out. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking of it as a as a whole, because. To me, primarily, he's a cousin 
slash brother first, you know, and then, you know, manager comes afterwards. Yeah, but I, place I of did. Business, it, should, it should be the <laughs> other way. Shoot, you know what I mean? if that was, if that was right. the case. He's shoot, not I guess wrong. I was, I was <laughs> the other way. Hey, about it. Bro, there are and some other family members. It doesn't matter. People. No, there are some other people in our company who have members of their family working, and they're getting away with a lot more than we're getting. Oh, we're not yeah. going to get into that. All right. So, uh, look, I had to, no I, companies I, I, had, I, I had to write I had to write him up. That's how serious yeah, that no, was. Yeah, no, he he did. He did. Good. He did. Hey, are you listening to me? But that's the way it's supposed to be. Work. Listen to this. I don't know. Maybe. Oh shoot. Yeah, that's okay. We'll oh well. We'll see. He doesn't Bummer. mean it. Bummer. I mean, I can't say. I can't say. I can't say you you were a bad manager. I, I definitely cannot say that. But you can't say he was a good manager. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you're just putting words in my mouth. That's what's happening. <laughs> Is that so, what you're saying, Santiago? No, 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 not at all. Like not at all. Detective. I mean, then again, I, I mean, who am I to critique, though? I've never been a manager. This is my first job still. No, but, you know, but people that usually work from, for managers, you, you know. He's really putting a blast right now, bro. Tell my dad is. He's yeah. a, he's chill. No, it's because, I mean, come on. Look, it's kind of like fans in the stands type of thing, right? You know, people like watch a game and they're like, man, that sucks. They suck. Right, well, but criticizing the coach and the players. Well, and also, but if you look at this, like, let's be honest, if if you don't feel like you're going anywhere, I'm so sorry. If you don't feel like you're going anywhere to benefit what you want to do in your life, you're not going to be as invested. So you're not going to be the best version of yourself in that position, which is why you're stepping away from that position. So if you really think about it, it would be weird to me if he was like, oh, he's, you know incredible what he does i don't know why he's leaving because then it would be like okay well then you know like really yeah. why are you leaving yeah. like it sounds like you're really good at what you do maybe there's really something there is it just you having a tough time but you know whatever the reason may be but i mean i know for me personally if i'm not invested i'm my work ethic is dog shit it's it's there's no like middle little ground like it's i'm invested and i'm doing everything i can to be the best at whatever it is that I'm invested in, or I'm checked out and you're not getting shit. Well, and that's, and that's, I'll, I'll be the first to say that that's, that's actually one of the problems that we have mm-hmm. is working there. Cause we understand that there is a task at hand that has to be done. And if we're going to try to accomplish that, it's going to take time. It's going to take energy. And that's why he is leaving. That's right. why I want to get out of there because we have other goals, you know, but if the task at hand is to work at, you know, then it's uh, cut, cut that. No, nah, but yeah, if the, if that's the, if that's the task at hand is to do our job there, if it's to work there, then I mean, so be it, you know, it's, it's, well, we're, yeah, all we know is to work hard. Long, right. Then all we can... know is that that's what I'm saying though, is, is right. that's why, that's why we're trying to do our best to get out, you know, of, right. of that job is because if we do have those other goals, then, you know. Well, and that's when you know, that's when you kind of make a decision. Whatever you're going to, whatever you do, even if it's a sport or whatever other job you take, there's going to be those times when you're like, I really hate this. I'm going to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't like where I'm at. I really don't like this. But depending on how much you're invested in the long haul, you will then create a new plan to get over it and move forward. If it's not something that you want to do and it really isn't going to benefit who who you're trying to build, 
then there's no point to try to work through that. You okay. know what I mean? It's just kind of a waste of time. So for any future employers of any of ours out here, basically, uh, I would say I would speak on behalf of me and Santi. The reason why I'm stepping away, the biggest reason why I'm stepping away is because of the fact that I have been so comfortable for so long that I'm I'm losing what it is. I'm losing what it is to be hungry an active yeah a hungry part of like have a hunger for my own drive like for the things that i'm passionate about in my life and when you're comfortable when you're comfortable and in, in your in in your you know cushion your cushion job like on that cushion cd or it's like it's a really hard it's really hard to get out of it and if you don't if you don't get out of it it's just kind of a you just it's kind of a black hole it's like a big fuzzy black hole that you are safe in but you're not really safe in stay hard stay hard you can't grow that way if you want to talk about exactly the point you're making the experience okay when yeah and that's what we were okay. talking about here exactly damn it right <laughs> you want to talk about the experience i stayed at a job for 15 years a waste of fucking time yeah. right that's exactly what that is a waste why because a it was comfortable and B, well, I had to take care of you. Yeah. So I mean, there, there was other reasons. But for the most part, could I have done something else? Yeah. It's it's like that saying. It's that saying that I've heard before. It's like all those days that came and went, all those days that that's came life. and went. That's life. Yeah. So when yeah. you think about where those have gone, yeah, like those. That's I mean, fifteen that's what, years. That's what we're talking about. Time, like, right? Like time. Uh, when, so and that's here's the thing, Megan. Get out of here. I know you have to leave for yeah. whatever reason. Just well, leave, okay? Bailey, Bailey needs me. Say bye to everybody. Bye, guys. Okay, that's right. That's so she probably send-off. she probably wouldn't be going back. <laughs> yeah, no, this is the final. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna go watch a movie. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. What are you gonna watch? <laughs> we don't know. Okay. Maybe Rocky at this point because I don't know. Oh, that's funny. You, yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> that's yeah, you will. <laughs> I want to train at like one a.m. though. I just can't feel it. With, um, I mean, so it's 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 our okay, Megan. Leave. Go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go, bye. Go. Oh, I'm funny. Bye. Okay. Bye. So with. You know, with when did you start that job? Like, when did you get? It was, let me see here. Well, let's see. I think I started when I was 21. 21. So 21. So I started. So I started I, my I worked... job when I was 18, and I've been here. I've basically been there for four, four, almost five years. You know, oh, that's a third of what you've done. Okay, exactly right. And, and what starts happening is you get comfortable because it's everyday life. Yeah, it's, it's the routine. It's 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 you start depending on it let's put it that way and so if there's other aspirations that a person has man if you're gonna wait till talk about time there's no perfect time yeah and that's what we and i think i mentioned that to you while i was walking out of the door contemplating well well, well, you texted me you texted me when you made the decision and you told me about it no this was this was another time so before i was walking out the door like on my way to slave away it was like Man, like when you think about it, when you think about it, when you think about it like long and hard, you really. That's what she said. Yeah, you really don't have time to do anything <laughs> between working as much as you do, driving, and sleeping. Like you have yeah. no time to do no. anything else that you want. And, and that's. And the commute is. The commute. I don't know how everybody else commutes, but the commute's a killer. Yeah. The commute. I, I remember, remember, I, I think I told you that in a month. I was I, I would drive because yeah. I drove for that long after we had moved, 
in Italy, the whole entire amount of hours. It was a 40-hour shift, basically. Yeah. It was yeah. another job. Yeah. Just to be just on the to road, drive. Yep. to drive from here to there and yeah. back. And that's not even counting the... You know, the staying down there because I didn't want to hit traffic. And so the whole day, that was it. And then you get home late, get up and do it early again. And it's like, what time do you have? So, so kind of, kind of pressing forward here because we've been talking about this thing for a minute. This is going to be a long one. Oh, it's, (laughs) we're at an hour 40 now. That's what she said, right? Um, The next scene that you see, the next thing that you see is, is Rocky waking up at four. Yeah. Um, and you know what we've just been talking about kind of ties into the in a second. So he's waking up at four a.m. You know he's drinking his raw eggs, and the first time that he runs up the steps, um, those iconic steps that you see, you know when when during the training montage, we're like that stuff when he's like got his hands up in the air. The first time that he does that, you know he's cramping, he's getting to the top, he's wheezing, he's getting by slowly, and it's it's. That's it, kind of it's kind of the first taste you know, of of him training for it, and all of it kind of shows that he's. It, it's not going to be easy, and he knows it. To get prepped for this, he has five weeks to get prepped for it, and he's got to bust his ass. And when you see him at the top, just kind of walking down the mountain, like walking down those stairs, it's he looks extremely defeated. He looks really defeated about the journey that he's about to take, and. The next thing is is training at like the next thing is like training at Mickey's gym. He's training at, at Mickey's gym again, and a really it was you know we were kind of talking about how you can kind of find significance. You can you can find a line or you can find something and put your own significance to it. But the way that this line kind of came off, it was it was pretty interesting. Where he's he's kind of he's hitting a heavy bag and he's kind of moving around like a big idiot because he's gangly and he has no control over his muscles and mickey comes over here and he goes you're sloppy it's like you're being sloppy because because you're off balance and he ties his shoes together um and we're just kind of sitting there looking at what does that mean like every time something happened we pause and sit and think about what it meant dissecting and we dissected it and and you know if if the strings if his feet are too close together the strings are going to be flaccid. Like right. they're going to be, there's going to be slack. And that just means that he's off balance, you know? And if the strings are too far apart, if he moves too far apart, it'll break. So if they move too far apart and they break, you know, he's off balance. Just to have enough tension. Like, yeah. But if, if you can move and hit and be balanced while doing it, you can become a really dangerous person. And that's kind of what we're getting at as far as, you know, as far as, as far as you know where i'm at as far as my job where i'm you know where where everyone at this table really is at where we're trying to find a balance to our lives we're not trying to be i'm not i'm not personally trying to be overtaken by by something as comfortable as driving and clocking in and doing that i don't want that i don't want to be too swayed to one side and then the other thing is i don't want to be too swayed toward just weightlifting like if I'm too swayed toward just weightlifting, the same thing will happen. You know, you'll burn out quickly. You have to have a balance and a good balance of, of skills and 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 adequate an adequate personality in all aspects, you know. Like for me, I would love to like my goals be a weightlifter, go back to school, be a podcaster, 
all that kind of stuff. You know, that evens me out all around. But if you're too skewed toward one thing, you're too skewed toward one thing, you're never going to be, you're really never going to be happy. Um, no, yeah, exactly. When you, when you think about, when you think about Rocky's first jog and where he's moving on that first jog, what do you think? Like, what do you think, hitter? <clears throat> I think of, I think of everyone's reason of failing their New Year's resolutions. I think, I mean, it's it's a big one. Everyone talks about it, you know, working out or losing weight, whatever, you know, even trying to take on something as 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 daunting as becoming the greatest weightlifter ever. You know, it's the fact that you're going to start from somewhere. I mean, it's, and I'll tell you one thing. I mean, for most people, most ham and eggers, it's going to be from the bottom. You know, it's, I mean, for the most part, it's just going to be a really, really, I don't even want to say slow start because, I mean, that's the easiest part to overcome is the, is the beginning, or that's when you start making the most progress. You know, it starts getting harder, though, once you start making those big old strides. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like you said, that first jog that he took, he was very defeated. But why do most people fail their New Year's resolutions? Is because they they saw an end to it. They they saw an end to it. They I mean, they, they expect a result, you know, to happen so quick. But really, it's... I mean, like the song says, you know, it's trying hard now. It's getting hard now. And then what happens again? It's literally know. going back to trying hard I again. I think you're getting hard. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I mean, you can do that. <laughs> what about getting hard? Jeez. <laughs> Stay hard. <laughs> there's, there's, there, I, I like your point, especially with like the New Year's resolution type stuff, because I, one of my buddies, one of my buddies, Zach Talander, he's got a, a really good video on, Basically, it's called the 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 Arnold effect, the Arnold Schwarzenegger effect, where most people. I'm trying to remember probably because I haven't seen the video in a while, but most people, when they see a goal. Or they have a goal. They see the starting point and they see the finishing point. They don't see everything that's in between. And I could be, I, I'm definitely butchering it. You got to watch this video. It's definitely, it's definitely a very interesting video. But when it comes down to, when it comes down to, you know, the goals in that people have in mind, as far as Arnold Schwarzenegger, like he gave up everything about, you know, his old life to, to, to be that, you know, to be that actor, to be that bodybuilding champion, all that kind of stuff. But most people, give up on their goals and resolutions because of the fact that they don't see the middle part and they, they know they don't expect to plateau right in the middle. They, 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 they see where they're going to end, but they don't know how long it's going to take. They don't know what it takes. Which is called what? And people get discouraged. Which is called what? Exactly what you're just, just described. A plan? Exactly. Oh, because a list is a list, right? Yeah. But if you got no plan, what does it matter? Yeah. Heck, even when you have plans, 
sometimes it's all about execution. What is it? Like everyone has a plan. Oh, that's I I don't know what is I don't know if that's a football thing or a boxing thing, but it's like everyone has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. So they get hit in the face. I don't know who said that. Who is it? Mike Tyson? Uh, Somebody. No, I think it was Steve Jobs. <laughs> I don't think it was I, Steve I don't, Jobs. Definitely don't think it was that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was Steve Jobs. Um Who said that? It's Mike Tyson. Is yeah, it Mike Tyson? It Mike oh, Tyson. Was it Mike Tyson? Yeah, it was Mike Tyson. But I think it was Steve Jobs. Every, everyone. Oh, had, no, 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 no. You know what? Actually, it was Walt Disney. He had also he had a quote, something about sometimes you need to get kicked in the face or punched in the face, something like that. Sure. You know what? Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that was a good... Um, yeah. But as far as, you know, as far as being off balance, what do you guys think about that balance how important is having a balance in your life oh geez it's key it's absolutely key um something popped into my head it was just the it was just the difference between like pleasure and joy you know a lot of a lot of people are more more prone to to pleasure than joy um and i don't know i mean i guess it's you know, he woke up at four o'clock in the morning, which is not pleasurable. I'll tell you that much. Twenty-eight degree weather. Yeah, and That's running. On yeah, on, on that news. Earn the day. Earn, yeah. Earn the sunrise. Yeah, and I mean, it's. I don't know. People people give into into what's more pleasurable than what will bring mostly joy. Um, I don't know. That that definitely stood out to me. A lot just because I can I can tell you from experience I mean you know it was it was easier in high school because there was kind of a plan for me you know it was it was just the fact that I knew the way the day was gonna go you know I would wake up and I woke up at you know four four fifty in the morning I'd you know pack all my stuff get ready for 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 workouts and, and, you know, get ready for school. You know, I'd, I'd read some scripture before I took off to, took off to a uh, school. I'd get there, you know, stretch or warm up, work out from about five thirty to, to seven and then, you know, shower up, get ready for school, go to school. I'd have football and then I'd get done with football around, you know, seven, get home, do, you know, whatever homework I had eight, went to sleep and I would wake up, do it all again. And that brought me joy. But after, after high school, I mean, it's, it's not so easy to just plan something out that way, you know? And I'll tell you what, sleep is a pleasurable thing. It really is. And I mean, it's not easy just getting up at, you know, seven o'clock now. You know, when you have time to, to sleep in a little bit more, you have that ability to do so. But, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not what's going to bring you joy. You know, I mean, I, I, always, I always thought about that um, because, uh, you know, I, I can say that, you know, I had, I had lived a, a more pleasure, pleasurable life um, over these last you know, like two years since I've been out of high school. And I mean, it's, it's been, it hasn't really gotten me anywhere, you know? And, you know, the, the time that, the time that I did try to 
freaking <laughs> go balls to the walls and you know do do what I you know what I remember bringing me joy I I ended up getting rhabdo you know and it's it's because I I knew I knew where that was I knew where that was going to get me but I was I wasn't taking all those steps in the middle I really wasn't um I was trying to get it all done at once and it set me back even further and that's that's the that's the thing and I mean you know I really truthfully I should have never stopped but I mean pleasure got in the way and I mean there's nothing else that you know I can necessarily say about that I'm going off on a tangent <laughs> so which pleasure could always be distractions so I mean Things that are pleasurable most of the time are somewhat distractions, right? Is that what you're saying? You're I mean, distracted? somewhat. I mean, for for me, it's I mean, literally just sleep alone had had played such a huge role. Oh, I wanted okay. to I wanted to sleep in. You know, I didn't see that I didn't see that my time could be spent. You know, my, my mornings could be spent in in a more uh, efficient. I guess yeah, efficient manner. Efficient, efficient, and like purposeful. So, I mean, it was, I don't know, it was just. Well, the routine thing is, yeah, the routine is so important. It's balance. They, they always say, yeah, they always say go to go to sleep at the same time, wake up at the same time. It doesn't matter whether it's weekday or weekend. It's kind of like to get your body into this I th- rhythm. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's go to bed at the same time. I think it's just wake up at the same time, to yeah. be honest. Well, I mean, yeah, if you, okay, if you go to sleep at 1 o'clock in the morning and you try to wake up at 6, go, you, no matter what, your body's. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes now. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, you can go, later you can get on, three hours of no, sleep. No matter what. Okay, but here's the thing: no matter what, later on, you're 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 gonna feel it. Your yeah. body's gonna literally yeah. tell you, well, it's, man, it's, crash out, go to balanced. sleep, and then then you'll sleep more hours. Yeah. The next thing you know, you'll wake up more sluggish, and yeah, the rest is history. But I mean, and even think about it that way: if if you're getting a lack of you know sleep, oh, eventually yeah. it's gonna have to be. You know, made up. You have to catch up, and that's yeah, that's almost like yeah, a yeah. like it's um it's, it's, it's yeah. balancing. Like yesterday, like I came home at like eight, and I, I went saw to that. bed at like eight. <laughs> well, I, I, okay, I, I saw that, but at the same time, it was probably because you were like really emotionally drained too. Yeah, too. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Okay. Speaking about emotionally draining stuff, uh, it's, it's a fun little cute factoid. I mean, not really cute. It's more like horribly sad and depressing, and then like redemption. But butt kiss. Butkus is is a dog in in the movie. It's just a a dog that Adrian gets for Rocky, but uh, the real life story of it is is actually a little bit more a little bit more touching. And uh, the gaucho over there, he he he's heard the story before, and he can actually touch on it a little bit. Yeah, if I recall, uh, the fact that Butkus. His real dog was... Uh, that was Rocky's... That was Sylvester Stallone's real dog. So, so Yeah, Sylvester so Stallone's real dog. And this was before he even did the movie and started the movie and all that good stuff. Uh, so the story is the fact that he was struggling for money that he got to the point where he sold his dog. And he loved that dog. And he loved that dog, but he, he needed money to, to survive and pay bills. Sold and, it for $25. 25 bucks. Yeah, sold his dog somebody for outside bucks. of a liquor store. And so he sells the dog, and you know, obviously he's trying to, you know, gather money, and trying he ends learn, up pawning yeah. his wife's jewelry, which ends his relationship type of thing. And he's still just trying to find his way. He writes little scripts, on and on, and finally he meets up with somebody who is willing to kind of take a chance on him, 
on his writing because they didn't want him as the actor for Rocky. But he said, I have this idea. And, a, and he 125? wrote... 125,000? Uh, at the time when that they offered the it? That was the first offer. Yeah. The offer. But again, okay. But here's the thing about the Rocky movie. So he writes it inspired by a fight that he saw of Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Where he was beating up another fighter. Yeah. But the fighter, fighter just kept, kept coming, coming back. Yeah, yeah, it kept coming back. So he said that that triggered the idea to write a script about this character, about this type of character. And he said in 20 hours, he wrote yeah. the script nonstop. Wrote just Rocky in 20 hours. Wrote Rocky in 20 hours. And he was so inspired by it. And that's when he's, that's when the journey begins for Sylvester Stallone to try to get somebody to do the movie with him. And people wanted to buy the script, but he said, nobody yeah, wanted to buy the script. He, it was just one company. Well, one well, the, well production yeah. Company well, the that. fact, okay, well, he was trying to sell the script. But at the same time, it wasn't just the script. It was himself to go with the script because he wanted to play Rocky. And then he meets up uh, with some, some investors and they, they offered him some money. But they said, yeah, we want somebody else to play Rocky. And he said, no, I'm Rocky. I, I wrote the script. I know him. That's basically me. And next thing you know, they paid him less money. And so the he took some money. It was like one twenty five. Two hundred fifty thousand. No, I think they said less. No, it was like no, it was one hundred twenty-five thousand first offer to buy the script without him starring. Then they came back and were like, okay, two hundred fifty thousand to have you to <laughs> not to, play to not, not play, play Rocky, the buy them, yeah. but buy the script. Then it was like three hundred thousand, and again he was like, no, dude, I'm gonna play Rocky. And then they were like, fuck you, Sylvester, thirty-five thousand dollars, <laughs> and you can star in your own movie. Yeah, you're, um, you're taking the risk too because so, nobody. Well, it's a guy like you that looks like you yeah. and sounds like you. And, uh, Goddamn mongoloid. So, <laughs> so, he, so he ends up selling the script finally. He sells the script for 35000 He's going to star in the movie. And then he goes back to the liquor store to see if he could find the owner of Butt Kiss too. And then he eventually he does after three days. the three days that he was there. Sees the guy and says, hey, he tells the gentleman, hey, you know, you remember me? I sold you the dog. And the guy says, hey, he loves a dog. And so this was like, I, I, I'm sorry I was going through some hard times and I just want to buy the dog from you. I'll, I'll offer you this amount of money. 50 bucks. It was, no, it was, no, it was 100. It was 100, 100 bucks. Right? And he goes, no, I really like the dog. I'm not going to sell it to you. And next thing you know, they started negotiating back and forth. And at the end, it costed 15. It, co- it cost Sylvester Stallone $15,000. $15,000. a part in the movie. And a part in the movie. And he, and he got his dog back. Buckets. Yeah. And then he shows up in the movie. And he shows up in the movie and that's him running with him, which is... It's just, it's just a, a story, man. It's I just mean, a cute, awesome. yeah. It's just a cute little factoid. Yeah, but I mean, again, I mean, there's a message there where, you know, it's it's uh, Sylvester wanted that dog back. He wanted he wanted his dog back, and he was gonna stop at nothing to get it. He sacrificed more than half of his earnings. No, right? No, fifteen is fifteen half. is thirty. Yeah, um, a little bit under. Yeah, that's almost like, half. That's seventeen five. It's like forty two ish seven, uh, percent. That's seventeen five. That's like forty eight. That's like forty seven point something percent. You think so? Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, but but yeah. It, at the end of the day, you know, Sylvester knew what he wanted. Him. What he wanted. Um, and then. Right after you know, right after that, the little training scene, they you know they start training a little bit. They, they you see Rocky running with butt kiss. And then there's a a weird little there's a weird little scene where Polly starts getting upset and that's kind of it's kind of right before the real big stuff like the training montage 
and the night before the fight, the night of the fight, um, the actual fight, and then what happens after. Uh, we're almost out of here, guys. Don't worry. Thanks for being here this long. But um, but Gaucho over there, he has another. He has another. He wanted to talk about Polly for a little bit because he says that he really resonates with the character for thinking that the world owes him something. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, that's not, those aren't the words that I use. But, but you know, Polly. You know, Polly from from the start he gives you know he gives rocky you know food he gives him a small little place to train you know he, he beats on the he beats on the frozen on the frozen slabs of beef well, that was he, by accident he gives him remember that was by yeah accident. that was by accident that was but, by accident where he starts kind of doing that but you know what what, what was your take well, on well him? i mean again everybody you know we all talk about rocky but how about Polly? right let's let's look at Polly in 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 the point of view that he had and the whole emotion that he had going on in the movie, because he played, he played a big part in that movie too, where it's like, from what we could tell, he was in the military in the past. He yeah, probably got out. We don't know what he dealt with, but whatever he dealt with, he brought it with him. And then he was, again, he's doing that nine to five thing, right? He's working at a job that he wants the more out factory. of life. He's working at the meat factory and he, sure. I mean, he's, a, he's surrounded by meat, but, but, it's not what he wanted. And so he's little by little, I, I could he's see becoming more and more resentful. Well, he is. Yeah. He's becoming resentful in life and he's upset and it's not where he wants to be and just frustrated with a lot of things, which again, that's a lot of, that's a majority of people, right? It's a good percentage in society that walk around like polys. Like there's a bunch of polys like that. And, but like what happens, right? And there's these, Little altercations that he has with Rocky in the in the movie. I think it was like two of them, right? Two, three of them. Yeah. That he has with him. Polly's very volatile. He's it, he's ready to explode it. Like and, and plus, it doesn't help that he's drinking, so yeah. he kind of loses himself, and everything's about I'm doing this and I'm the victim. Yeah, that's basically the part that he that he plays because he yells at his sister and he's saying, "You're you busted." Know, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're busted, and then she yells at him and says, "I take care of you, Polly." You know, I walk clean, I wash, I do everything for you. And he goes, what? what? You're busted. And, I mean, he just wanted, he wanted, you know, he just, wa I think he wanted to be recognized for something. And that's why at the end, the, the last argument. You want to be appreciated? Yeah, he just you wants to. the same thing that you just wants to guys, every single day. Polly just wants to be appreciated. So if any of you are Polly. Uh, I mean, I mean wanna, that, it makes sense. But he speaks his mind to, to, to Rocky. Yeah. Right. He, he just says that he just wants. He wants a job. He wants a job. He, he wants to be part of him. Be, he wants to be part of something yeah. bigger. And then when he goes and he says, Wait. can I use your name to sell T-shirts yeah. and all that? Yeah. And Rock is like, sure. And that was after the fight that they had. Yeah. He goes, yeah, sure. Go ahead and do it, man. If you can make money off of me, go, go ahead. You know, it's, but it, it makes sense because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people feel like, and I feel like that all the, I feel like that all the time yeah. where it's like you know, the stuff that I put in, the stuff that I put into what it is that I've wanted to do, or the stuff that I put into the stuff that I didn't want to do, you know, and nothing comes to fruition out of it. That that kind of it kind of gets upsetting because it's like, well, what did I do that for? And and it's it's definitely hard. It's definitely hard to know the difference between stuff that you you know want to do and stuff that you. I mean, it's easy to know the difference between stuff that you want to do and stuff that you have to do. Right, right, right. But it's not. It's really. You can't really. There's no discernible difference between the stuff that you have to do and the stuff that you don't want to do. 
you know, because sometimes there's a there's there's a little smudge of gray line, like a pencil shading that that you really it's just kind of the same thing. The stuff that you don't want to do, the stuff that you have to do, it's kind of you know. But but it's 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 sad how you know it, it's not sad. It's it's the truth. No one really owes you anything for doing nobody that stuff. exactly, kid. And I think I've told you that. No. Yeah, no one no one owes you anything for Jack, doing that stuff. And Jack shit nobody yeah. owes you anything and that was the thing that that was hard for Polly to recognize is the fact that you know even though he was doing all this stuff for everybody they didn't really owe him anything but he felt like he was he something. felt like he was out something that's perfectly fine but if you continue if you live your life thinking that you're going to get repaid for every little thing that you do you're going to be really disappointed when you see that there's nothing that you really done for anybody out of the kindness of your heart, like just doing it instead of, Oh, okay. You know, don't you, you can't live, you can't live for, you can't live for doing things for other people. Right. Expecting something in return. You're not mother Teresa, you know? Well, well, remember, I think we, we had this discussion too. There's a, there is a give and take it's currency. Yeah. It's, it's currency where it's not necessarily in the financial terms. But it's currency in the way that you do something, and sure, if you scratch somebody's back, it's a whole entire. You scratch somebody's back, you get your back scratched. Okay, <laughs> it's like that super bad line. You scratch our back, you know, we'll scratch yours. The funny thing about my back is located on my <laughs> car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. Fucking Jonah Hill. Man. <laughs> Okay. Uh, exactly. Well, next, like the next stuff is really is the really juicy part of the movie, like the the third act, right? I don't know the acts between the movies. I, the, the I would assume that it's the third act because that's right act. when the training montage kicks in into like the nights before the fight and then going up to it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so then you have your training montage, which is the iconic training montage that's in all the Rocky movies and the Creed movies, you know. When the song comes on. Yeah, dun 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 Oh, which one was it? That's the. F- that's oh, the it fun. was the fly one. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah. my bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so that all gonna that, get tough now. I think there's also. three lines to that song. I'm pretty sure there's only three, but it's there's tr- only three. Yeah, yeah pretty sure there's three lyrics, but it's like trying hard now, gonna fly now, flying high now. So, you know, obviously at the start where it starts off, it breaks down like the first couple, the first time they they sing in the song is just trying hard, and you see Rocky really busting ass to get better, and then at some point you see a shift where. You know, instead of trying really hard, like he's actually he the whole point of a training montage, the whole point of the montage is to show the process and the progress being made. Now, you don't see any of the bad stuff that happens in between. You don't know if there's an injury. You don't know if Rocky's getting discouraged. Like 
fuck, bro, like sometimes through a training cycle, like I sit there and get discouraged and super upset about myself. I could sure as hell make a super sweet, sick montage about my yeah, training yeah, like with nothing in between. But, you know, I, I think there's a more it's it's more refreshing to think about something with Rocky. If, you know, if, if he's already been struggling the whole movie, I'm sure he's still struggling in between. Um, but do you see an, an active shift in his demeanor where he's actually starting to believe in what he's doing? He's actually starting to believe in, in the plan because it's, it's something bigger than himself and it's, he's believing the progress. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the montage, he runs to the top of the steps in Philadelphia and he puts his arms up and that's, that's it. That's the end of the movie. I'm just kidding. Nope. Uh, the night before the fight, you know, the night before the fight, he's kind of restless. He's kind of restless. He's sitting there. Uh, Adrian's asleep and he decides to leave, decides to leave, gets up, goes and talks to, or he doesn't talk to anybody. He goes to the actual venue and he kind of, he, he sees the poster. Um, he sees the poster of himself. He just kind of walks around in the ring and it's like, it's very similar to my experiences before when like going out to like nationals or something where like I, I know what platform I'm competing on. I'm there and I like to go see, you know, where the, what the back room looks like, what the platform looks like before I go and compete. And also right before I compete, you know, there's there's a there's a moment where um, there's a moment where I kind of sit and kind of step up to the bar and see and try to find a focal point that helps me during competition so naturally you know that that could definitely be the same thing that that rocky's doing he's he's just getting his bearings in the ring you know just trying to calm those nerves and once again once again when he goes back home he he opens up again and he he tells adrian that that he can't do it that's the first word. Those are the first words that come out of his mouth that he can't do it. It's because he's not in the same league as Apollo Creed. You know, Apollo Creed is the heavyweight champion of the world. And, and there's one thing that, there's one thing that Rocky says is, is that he, he doesn't know what to do. And that it actually doesn't matter because he's a nobody. You know, and how could someone go through all this training, all this training before, like before leading up to all this, the shift in his belief, and and then now he's right back to nobody, and that's that's the hardest thing about life. That's the hardest thing for sure about life when it's, you know, things can go every which way. Like you can do everything right, you could do everything right, and you can train your ass off, you could feel good, but sometimes. If your mind's not in the right place, you can psych yourself out 100%. Yep. And um, Eddie says that it doesn't matter if he wins, it doesn't matter if he loses, that the only thing that he really wants to do is go the distance. Because mm -hmm. nobody else has gone the distance with Apollo Creed. No one's gone the full 15 rounds. And if he does that, if he does go the full distance, if he goes all 15 rounds, that he's going to – he's He's somebody at that point. He's not just another bum from the neighborhood. He's he's not. He's he's somebody who actually is, is proud of what he's done. And 
it takes it takes it takes tremendous courage to willingly go into something that is probably not going to go your way but know that you're going to finish it no matter what you know know that you're going to finish it no matter what and and then they finally get to the fight and the fight so Apollo Creed versus Rocky Balboa the exhibition uh, fight on January 1st 1976 the bicentennial 200 years after apparently I don't know why they said it was the birthday of the United States didn't make make sense it's not 4th of July (laughs) Um, you know Apollo uh, Rocky comes in Rocky comes in with with his robe and his guys he's shaking hands with the crowd he's just kind of having fun he's really just enjoying it kind of gets to the ring he starts making jokes and shit and then and then Apollo comes up, and uh, Apollo really hasn't been taking this whole thing seriously. And and then Hitter, you touch on that. You you touch on that because I know that you noticed that at some point that yeah. Apollo really wasn't taking it seriously. Yeah, there was a there was a scene where um, it was a it was a it was a news a news group had that's, come. Oh, that's when Rocky was hitting the the meat. The, yeah. the meat, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess uh, Polly had had gotten a hold of them somehow or something, and had arranged them to come, and uh, and kind of get an interview with him. And he was punching on the meat, um, beating meat. He was he was beating he was beating meat, <laughs> and uh, and the interviewer was kind of just asking, you know, like, is this a typical way of uh, of of training? You know that yeah. boxers, you know, take and stuff. And no, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I invented it. I invented it. Yeah, <laughs> I invented <laughs> that's it. right. Yeah, so, I so he, it. I mean, he invented it. So, and then you know, it kind of, it kind of pans out from, from the the TV that was placed in Apollo Creed's room, uh, and his that that his trainer was watching. His trainer was watching as as Rocky was getting interviewed, but he was technically he was he was training. Yeah, he was demonstrating the. The, the yeah the, the beating of his meat beating. <laughs> and so so hey, yeah the newscaster was like hey can you just beat your meat for everyone at home please <laughs> that's shoot so yeah i guess so so yeah and uh and i mean apollo apollo was in the by the way just like you know. oh, okay okay it's that's so what she mature. said that's fine yeah <laughs> and um and so uh and so as it panned uh, you know, from from his TV, from Apollo Creed's TV, you know, Apollo was just talking about how talking business. He was talking business. You know, his his trainer was telling him he was like, "Hey, look at you know, look at your opponent. He's he's actually he he's, mean, he, he means, means business. business. That's what he said. That's yeah, right. He means business. Yeah, and Apollo, you know, kind of you know, and he kind of scoffed. He, he was yeah, he was yeah, he's just being smart about it. And he goes, and he's like, he's like I, I, mean business I mean business too. too. Yeah. That's it, and I mean, he's you know he's in his in his suit at his chair, you know, talking to talking to whoever he was talking to, and I mean, it was just a great example of you know I mean, you know, you and I both turned to each other and said, I mean, it's it's that saying, it's when, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah, like Rocky was training, like he was sitting there busting ass, and, and Apollo was just sitting there, he wasn't doing anything, and I can only imagine that he was doing that for the entire. You know, the entire time that he was training for the Rocky fight. I mean, five weeks was not a reasonable enough time for anybody, but he didn't take it serious. So when 
So when Apollo walks into the fight, he's dressed up like George Washington and uh, and he's wearing his USA. He's wearing his USA shorts, the ones that appear in Rocky four and Creed two kind of um, right. Yeah, Rocky four Creed two and uh, and Rocky goes, how much do you think that outfit cost? <laughs> um and Apollo's just being a real dickhead about it. He's, walk, he's walking around throwing fucking quarters and shit to people. You. He's like, I want you. I want And he's just pointing at people. And it's he just gets in the ring. And he's just a big cocky asshole about the whole thing. And it's just like, you know what? I kind of want Rocky to beat him. Like, yeah, I, like I, I mean, I want Rocky to beat him from the beginning. But now I just kind of want him to really kick his ass. You know? And then, uh... And, uh... They go through introductions and and fight starts. Ding ding ding! You know, fight starts and first round. We're not gonna break down every round, but first round, Rocky is uh, throwing fucking wild punches <laughs> and not hitting anything. And Apollo's doing what Apollo does is being speedy and hitting this guy. And just toying with him, toying with him, and then and then all of a sudden, Ap- uh, Apollo takes one misstep and, and Rocky capitalizes gives him a big left hook and knocks him down the first time Apollo's ever been knocked down in his career and uh, and that really scared him and that's kind of when Apollo was like this isn't a fight and he went back to his corner after that and the, and his trainer was like no this isn't a fight he doesn't think this is a fight he thinks it's a he doesn't it's a show yeah, yeah he, he, doesn't, he doesn't think it's a show it's, yeah, a, he it's for real yeah it's a real fight and and then it, it went into you know went into the other montage like the progress of the entire fight and throughout the fight you know it's going both ways Apollo's kind of manhandling him because Rocky's still you know Rocky's still Rocky he's still a, a young amateur he's just an amateur bro he's like he's just a he's not he doesn't have the experience of the ring but um the most the most important part you know the most important <clears throat> part was what Rocky wanted Having to go the distance, that's that's what he wanted. So you could see both of these guys just get beating the fucking shit out of each other. And then by round fourteen, by round fourteen, there's they're you know, they're just destroyed. Like they're dying in the ring, you know, like everyone's messed up. That's when Rocky's like, Mick, you gotta you gotta cut my eye. I can't see it in my I can't see it in my right eye. And then they like cut his eye, but Round fourteen, and if if you're a, like a David Goggins listener, you listen. He he talks about this round specifically, but that's when Rocky gets knocked down for what everyone believes to be the final final time. Like that's when Apollo really punishes him, knocks him down, and then Mickey and all the Rocky's corners like stay down, stay down, Rocky, stay down. Yeah, and and Rocky's like just sprawled out on the ground trying to get up and Apollo turns his back he's got his hands in the air because he knows that he won and and then Rocky stands up and Apollo turns around and this guy's like what the fuck (laughs) it's like who is this guy like what like he's standing up like he just went 14 rounds got knocked down came back up and and you can't see you can't see you can't see out of my right eye Mick both and, eyes. It was actually the whole book. Yeah, no, it was both. And that's and that's the point where that in in David Goggins' book where he talks about or no, I, or, yeah, it's his book, his book. Yeah, in his audio book, he talks about it where he says that that scene where where he sees where Apollo sees Rocky stand up and the look on Rocky's face or the look on Apollo's face 
is is the face that David really tries to emulate in in everything that he does. You know, he he wants to be the one who goes the distance and, and gets up and 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 whoever looks, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Why is he coming back? It's because he's he's that guy, and that's the guy that you know that's the guy that I strive to be, and I know that's the the guy that we all strive to be. Where you know life may have kicked the shit out of us, but we have to go to the distance no matter what. That song is that song is my alarm clock, and I know that you were here that one day at like I don't know why you were fucking awake already. It was like uh, my alarm clock went off at like five fifty nine, and yeah. you were awake at like I was four. awake at f- I was awake really early that night. But how long did my alarm clock play before I turned it off, dude? I I couldn't tell you. Like literally, it was like. Like it just turned on and it was a second like I heard it and I was up I was ready because that song that song really gets me going meant meant business So in between in between rounds 14 and 15 so the final round um, You know Apollo's corner is telling Apollo that he's bleeding internally and they're like we got to stop this fight and Apollo's like you know stop it, nothing and then Rocky and Mick in his corner like uh, we're gonna stop this fight, man. You can't see. And then Rocky's like, if you fight, if you stop this fight, I'll kill you. <laughs> and then Mickey just kind of says like, if you want to go, it's like if you want to go. And and Rocky goes, I'm gonna go. So he goes out round 15 and and they just kind of duke it out, just kind of duke it out the last the last three minutes of round 15 and and uh, you know. The bell rings and and uh, they kind of embrace warmly and I think they might have kissed a little bit and uh, and Apollo's like there's, there's not gonna be, no be a rematch. rematch yeah and then Rocky's like don't want one <laughs> but um there are fucking like nine other Rockies so <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen um so you know. That that part, you know, when when the fight's over, cameras are coming up to him. They're trying to they're trying to get Rocky. They're like, Rocky, what what's going on? And and he just doesn't want to fuck with it. No, no, he doesn't want want these cameras in his face. Like, come on, you already cameras in my face all day. (laughs) I want an Adrian. (laughs) He starts yelling for Adrian. He starts, yelling, yeah, he starts yelling for Adrian and, and she's like in the stands. She comes back and then while they're cutting back and forth, you can kind of see Apollo sitting there and then they're going over. It's a split decision because boxing is the most fucking crooked sport in the entire world. <laughs> and uh, Of course, they couldn't let the champ lose like that. No, no. To a, to, to an on. unknown. To a to freaking a, ham to and agar. Come on. ham and agar, bro. Uh, please. And then... Uh, to a bum. To a bum, bro. <laughs> to a bum. And then... And then they, by split decision, Apollo wins. He just kind of sneaks it out. Uh, you can't really hear the score, but he wins. And then uh, no, they they no, it was they said that no. was a draw. No, Apollo won. No, it's it was yeah. No, there's only three judges. You yeah, know, three right? judges. No, yeah, but I thought no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't Rocky. Rocky has one. You can you can hear you can it. You can hear it. Yeah, you can make it out. Apollo won by two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. He won by two. Um. So you he guys wins. Paid attention, I did. They're happy. They're ha- Apollo's happy. Apollo's team is happy. Rocky doesn't really care because he doesn't care. He went the distance. He went the distance exactly. That's, that's there the, you that's go. That's the thing that he wanted. Yes. It was it was going the distance. 
and and that's i think at the end of the day that's that's all that matters really? that's all that matters in in whatever and whatever it is that you try to do if you go the distance you go gotta go if you're gonna do something you gotta go all the way go the distance no matter what and uh you know he's doing it he's Adrian! and he's just yelling she comes into the ring they hug each other and you know goes, i love you she goes i love you and he <laughs> goes i love you too and then they just kind of warmly embrace and uh and that's kind of the end of the movie and and i guess the whole point of the movie is is that love trumps everything <laughs> love love triumphs for the evil. love hey for the love of the game that's what i got right there is yeah, they love each other. See, I mean, you could see the growth that both of them had because they're both. Adrian's extremely shy, Rocky's extremely dumb. You know, they're <laughs> they're they're going through their own changes. Rocky just did the thing that the most important thing in his life, and he didn't do it alone. And I guess that's that's part of it. You know, if there's anything you take away from the movie number like episode one, you know, Rocky one, it's. It doesn't matter whether you win or lose. You got to go the distance. Got to you got to prove to everybody that you're there to be a real contender, and you know, regardless of the support system you have, you you can't. Sometimes you can't do stuff alone. I actually, I think we've had this conversation as well. No, you can't. There's no such thing as you doing it alone. Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos did not build Amazon alone. Steve Jobs didn't build. <laughs> he Apple definitely didn't alone. ruin it alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you go down the list: Microsoft, Bill Gates. All these guys Arnold. That, that, that have done the who Arnold Arnold talks about it. Arnold talks about oh, yeah. He right, talks about, about how yeah. He's like if those people who hadn't gotten me groceries every you know once in a while yeah, you, need, you know they, yeah. they I mean he wouldn't have had money to pay rent. He wouldn't. I mean stuff like that. I mean yeah. It's you're not gonna I mean, do it. You're not gonna do it alone. Very rarely has anybody ever done anything from you know from nothing to accomplishment and. You know, Jesus didn't by themselves. Do that. He even. needed twelve people. <laughs> needed twelve followers. Yeah, according to the the book, La Biblia. Okay, okay we're not going. We're not going. Uh, uh, but yeah. no, I mean, hey, and not only that. Even Napoleon Hill talks about that in Thinking Grow Rich, about having mastermind groups as well, or masterminds. It's people that you can feed off of and get ideas and build your community. So okay, so. Last thing, last thing before we sign off. This has been two and a two and a half hours. Um, what would you rate Rocky one, and what do you take away from it, Gaucho? Um, on a scale of one to well, ten. Well, I mean, I mean, okay. Well, let's scale let's, of one to ten. A one to ten. I I'll, I'll go with the I'll go with the eight. It wasn't it wasn't. Wow. You know, I'll go with an eight. It was come on. What's Rocky? Uh, what's Rocky's a ten? I'm a bit realistic. What's Rocky's Dude, a ten? Okay, well, first of all, if Rocky would have blocked more. It's a ten. <laughs> Rocky didn't block. Rocky didn't block fucking okay, shit, Rocky just kept. He, fucking he blocked it. with his face. He liked that. He liked that CTE, bro. I guess if he would have blocked, it's a ten. But the fact that he didn't block, I'm like, come on, Rocky. He just sit there. And, come on, Rock. Rock, Rock, block, Rock, block. And he didn't block, so uh, but I give it no. It's again, it's an inspirational. It did win uh, an award, so Academy awards. You know, I mean, it, it was it was great. Right. Plus, you but you know what? It's even more. It's a story behind it. What'd you take away from it? What do I take from? Yeah, what'd you from take it? from Rocky mm, One? I'm gonna go with the fact that um, 
It's, it's it's all mental, man. Don't don't be your worst enemy, and you have to face it. You have to face the challenge. And 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 I think this is what we've spoken about a lot: is you keep going, you know. And at the end of the movie, is it's to go into distance. Okay. I mean, this movie is great. I'm definitely giving it, you know, like a nine point two. Nine point. You know what I mean? So like, and I mean, what I took from it is, I mean, quite similar. You know, it was just the fact that. I mean, you, you can't psych yourself out, you know, don't be your worst enemy. Definitely. But I mean, it's like really excuses are, are going to be, I mean, the biggest factor. And I mean, as far as, as far as that's concerned, don't, don't already count yourself out, you know, you know, rise to the occasion. I think, I think, you know, it's possible for, for anyone to, to rise to an occasion. And I mean, really just accomplish accomplish you know a, a a a great aspect of whatever it is that they that they're trying to do all right and you you already, you already said it or what? no uh rocky one uh nine nine point six definitely 9.6 there are some there are some plot holes in there <laughs> there are some yeah. plot holes uh right. definitely blocking issues uh <laughs> But as far as relatability and as far as how it's affected my life and what I take away from it, definitely, definitely, no matter what, no matter what, don't, you can't be afraid to fail. You have to go the distance no matter what. Go the distance no matter what. You're going to you, fail regardless. You're going to yeah. fail regardless of whatever it is that you want to do. Right. So, yeah. so do it. What, what's the Jim Carrey quote? How, you know, his dad used to be, his dad used to be, a, he was a funny guy and he wanted to be a comedian, but, you know, he had to work and had to support a family. So he worked at like a factory for like 15 years and then eventually he was let go. And then after getting let go, like his whole family was like homeless and shit. So Jim Carrey kind of goes in a commencement speech. He says, you know, you could fail at doing the things that you don't want to do. So why don't you take a chance to do the things that you love, you know? So watching this movie, especially especially right after making a big decision in, in the way that I'm going to be working and, you know, taking a risk and sacrificing, it's without a doubt, without a doubt, got me in a, in a different kind of mood where no matter what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go the distance doesn't matter it doesn't matter how hard anything gets if you go the distance you know when you're like you know like the light at the end of the tunnel gets really hard to see when you're in the middle of the tunnel because your eyes get adjusted to the dark but no matter how far you get into the tunnel eventually there's going to be an end to it so go the distance just don't be a fucking bum there's or, anything or an ham and eggers? Yeah, don't be forever. A, don't be a ham and eggers. No, it's okay to eat ha- ham and eggs, but yeah. I mean, yeah, green eggs and ham especially. Okay, don't be a ham and eggers, but especially just don't be a fucking bum, dude. Being a bum is like the worst thing you can do. You know, everyone here knows bums. Everyone here just you can look at you just think of when I say the word bum, who do you think of? That guy. Fuck that guy, bro. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, that's Rocky, man. That's Rocky. Yeah. I don't know. Any? Do you guys have any? You guys have any closing statements? Anything? I have a Rocky quote. What? 
He said, uh, going in one more round when you don't think you can, that's what makes all the difference well, in your life. Which one is that from? from? I don't know. It's just a Rocky quote. <laughs> it just says Rocky quote. There you go. Uh, no closing remarks. No closing just remarks. Just be great. Be great. Do do good things. Do good. All right. All right, everybody. Well, that's that's our Rocky episode. Thanks for being here all two and a half hours of it. If you made it all the way through, I told you it was coming. It was, it was bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, as far as as far as the Rocky two, three, four, Rocky five is a piece of shit, so I'm not going to do that one. Rocky Balboa, uh, Creed one and Creed two. I don't know if I'll have all these people on. If this just was kind of a spur of the moment kind of thing, but at least three of them, or at least two of the other ones, like my my weary. My weird cowboy cousin <laughs> in the gaucho. I think we can get these hitters again. Um, but uh, but thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you are, uh, if you start, if you still are here, if you have anything, you know, wrong, if if you heard any fallacies or anything that uh, you didn't like, or you want to put your two cents in um, about Rocky, you can always email me uh, thousandwayspodcast at gmail com. You can always hit me up on on ig hit me up on that instagram uh big changes coming with this podcast especially with more time to focus and, and dedicate to it so <sighs> just moving forward so uh love you guys love everybody out there and uh and, and be easy everybody just be just be easy go the distance be easy yeah yep thanks for listening all right guys thank you very much adrian <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <Deuces>. <laughs>